Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Joel Cogdale, and I'm one of the ministers here, and I'm joined by Ryan Keim, our uh, Next Steps and Outreach Minister, and we have Taylor McFarland, who's our uh, Women's Minister and Administrative Director, and then we have Jeff Leslie, uh, one of our elders here. And uh, we're just going to have a conversation and talk about uh, looking back and spending some time celebrating, and then we want to spend a little bit of time looking forward together. I want to begin framing our discussion by reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verse 1. It says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. And so today, we just want to celebrate the wonderful things that God has done in this church through people like you and people like me and all of us. So I want to begin by asking the question, Ryan, for you, as you look back at 2023, what are some significant moments that stand out to you as, as significant in our church's journey? Uh, yeah, for me, one of the greatest things was is this, this past spring, my wife and I, um, we got the opportunity to be um, invited out to, to uh, a dinner with CIY, with some of the leaders there at CIY. And, and they took us to dinner, and then after we were done with dinner, they allowed us to go to one of the Superstart sessions, um, which, is, which is for our younger kids. And I'm telling you, we got to sit in the back two-thirds or three-fourths of that um, auditorium off to the side. And, and, man, I'm telling you, one of the greatest excitements was is just to be able to sit back there and watch 2,000 kids just lift their hands and just give all they had, their whole heart, soul, mind, body, everything, and just worship their Lord and Savior. It was just great. It was just great to see that. And then here a little bit ago this fall, um, I got to witness something here at, at Bachelor Creek. Um, I was getting ready for our next experience, uh, and it was on the evening, and our, it was on a Sunday night, and our youth kids were all coming in, and they were taking their shoes off right outside the doors, and then they were heading up to the, the, blo the loft. And just a little bit afterwards, you just started to hear them worshiping. And as I'm sitting out on the couches here in the lobby and just hearing our, our youth kids just at the top of their lungs just worshiping, their Savior, you, you just, you just, yeah, just a, it's just amazing to see that and hear that, and I just, yeah. that's exciting to me. Yeah, just kind of those moments that just kind of stand out and stick with you. That's neat. Jeff, what would you say are some specific moments that stand out to you as significant in our church's journey this year? It was just how the, the church, um, we stepped up um, just with our youth. We were without a youth minister for a little while, and um, just to see the volunteers step up, see Luke step up as one of our, one of our own, um, and that was just really cool to see uh, people step in the gaps, and then to see you guys as staff to step up and, and lead those volunteers, and to do things you were um, not even asked to do, but you were there to do it, and um, it's just really cool to see our church community come together uh, to love on our students and make that happen. Yeah. We'll talk more in a little bit about God's faithfulness, but just to look back at this past year and see how God has been so faithful and how we can be here at the, at the end of 2023 and just be so excited to have JT and Kaylee with us now and, and just excited for uh, what's ahead in our student ministry. Taylor, what about you? What would you say are some, some moments that stand out as significant? Yeah, so when I look back at 2023, I think of the two major women's events that we had. We had uh, an event called Worth It in the spring, and then we had our Christmas brunch here just a few weeks ago, and we had 172 women signed up for Worth It, and then we had a record number of 209 signed up for the Christmas brunch, and so we were just busting out of Upstreet, which was an awesome problem to have, but... Um, 
I think about all it took to make those things happen and all the hands that had to serve so selflessly to make those events happen. But then I also just see the numbers and think, man, these, these women want to be known. They want to be seen. They want to be connected. And that's just super encouraging. I think for me, uh, 2023 has been a year of unity and alignment for our church. I think back in January uh, at Vision Night in 2023, I shared our church's 10-year vision that we are a multi-generational church of 1,200 growing deep and wide that is leveraging our influence to have a daily impact for Christ in our community and beyond. And then in January, we also encouraged everyone to identify their one. Who, who's your one? Who's that, that, that person, that individual in your life that God has laid on your heart to, to share Jesus with and to see everybody uh, write, write those names down on that, those four signs and to have that in our lobby just as that visual reminder every Sunday when we come in here that, that God has called us to live on mission. And then I think back to this fall when we unveiled our refined core values. And just to, to, to share these with, with the congregation and to say, this is who we are. And, and everything that we do flows out of this is who we are. And so just to see the alignment as a church has been so rewarding uh, for me. It's been a year where we've had a lot of victories. There's been a lot of uh, wins to celebrate, and uh, we got to see a lot of that in the video that we just saw. But Ryan, what would you say are some, some notable victories, some successes in 2023 that we can just celebrate as a church together? Being the outreach and, and next, next, next step guy, um, that is just our, our, our four-day events and, and some of our, our serving opportunities here. Um, things like back to school Sunday and a block party and, and some things like that. It's just a great to see all of us come together and, and living on mission and with a purpose and putting ourselves down and picking up Jesus and taking it out and yeah. just being for our community. And that, that's just, I think that's a huge, I yeah. think that's a big victory. Yeah, that's awesome. Jeff, what would you say are some victories, some successes this year? 39 baptisms, uh, and that's counting the ones we had here. We don't know some of the other ones uh, we've been a part of, and um, those are victories. And then just hearing stories throughout um, people in small groups and the life changes and um, just growing deeper in their faith where they might have committed to Jesus but taking that to uh, the next level. Um, just hearing those stories. We're in a small group with some men and just hear where they've come from and where they're, they're going. It's just an awesome thing. It's, it's been incredible just to see changed lives, and that's really what it's all about, is seeing lives changed um, for Christ. Uh, with that, I, I would say for me, the record number of students that went to, to summer camps this year, and I know a couple of, of, of my own kids were recipients of Camp Kid Jam and then uh, CIY Mix, and then all the high schoolers that went to CIY Move, and, and just to see uh, students come back with a better understanding of, of their identity in Christ and... Um, be excited to, to share Jesus with others. That, that's been something that, um, that I rejoice in. And then uh, we, we set a goal of $53,000 for our harvest and holiday offering, and to see it at over $70,000 is just praise God for um, the faithfulness and generosity of our church family that, that allows us to make a greater impact locally, nationally, and globally. Uh, so many things that we can point to um, and say, wow, God, uh, thank you with the victories and the successes that we've been able to identify, this past year wasn't a year without obstacles and challenges, too. I don't think there's a single one of us here who didn't face some sort of challenge, some sort of, of obstacle that was trying, that was uh, 
frustrating. That was heartbreaking. And so, Taylor, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. What would you say were some challenges or obstacles that we face as a church, and how have we overcome them? Yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious. We've had, um, we've seen an uptick in mental health needs over the last several years. It's not that it never existed, but we're noticing it now, right? Um, and so this past year, because of that, we partnered with the Lutheran Foundation, um, and we had an advocacy program where we would meet with them, ed get educated from them, learn from them, and then bring resources here uh, to our church uh, for, our for our mental health needs. We also created a mental health team. Um, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes ministry, but there's seven of us that uh, work together to just offer some of those resources um, and just different mental health initiatives. So we offered the QPR suicide prevention training this past year. Um, and in January, our mental health team will be putting on an event called Midwinter Blues. We're going to have a therapist come in and talk about depression and what it means to overcome it and, and just give practical ways to walk away from that. And so um, we know that we want to be able to help and we want to be able to overcome things together. So that's why the mental health ministry exists. And then in addition to that, we have um, a CARES ministry. And so again, this is a more behind-the-scenes ministry, but we all know I can look at you and and we all know that this side of heaven, there's lots of hurt, there's lots of loss, there's lots of pain. And um, the best way that we know how uh, to get through that is to point people to Jesus and to link arms in doing that. And so um, our CARES team is established and um, every single person of that 20-person team has experienced something pretty earth-shattering, rocking to their life. And so they've come together and they just, you'll get, you might have received a, a card in the mail or maybe a phone call or something um, from the CARES team. And in November, we offered the Pi Social and that was just uh, trying to navigate the holidays with hope. If you'd experienced loss of any kind and you needed some hope, uh, we offered that in November. And then um, for the first time ever, we are going to offer in February um, a program called Grief Share. And this is a 13-week initiative where we will have, it's lay-led, we have Sherry Culver and Terry Hanner are going to lead this, um, and it's just for anyone who has lost somebody that they love, and they're just trying to, to work through it, this side of heaven, because we know it's so hard. And so those are some of the things that we've seen, um, and we're overcoming through the power of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Ryan, what would you say from your perspective are some challenges, obstacles that we've encountered as a church? Well, we all know that inflation over the past couple of years is just skyrocketed, right? And and we've kind of got to a point where everything's kind of sitting normal at, at a new normal, I would say, um, at a little higher price than what we're used to. And that kind of has hit our benevolence side of our ministry here at Bachelor Creek. And, and man, I'll tell you, our benevolence team is led by six volunteers, and it's just an amazing opportunity for these guys to step in and, and, and lead this for us here through Bachelor Creek. But, but I wanted to share with you... Um, um, our request, starting in 2020, we had 48 um, requests that would come in. Now, these requests were requests that um, would be for, like, they, they would want uh, their light bill, like electric, gas, uh, some kind of utility like that, help with that, like mortgage or rent. Um, some, some opportunities would be as people would send a request in for, like, car repair or gas cards or any, anything kind of in that nature um, they would send a request in for that. So we had 40, 48 requests like that in 2020. In 2021, we had 44. And remember, I want to just stop there for a second. 2020 was a difficult year for all of us, right? It was a hard time for all of us. And we had 48 requests then, 44 in 21. And then in 22, we had 106 requests. 
And then this year alone, we had 172 requests. So, so we're feeling that, right? That's a yeah. challenge. That's, that's a burden. Um, even this week, like literally, my phone rang several times for requests, right? And the thing of it is, is, is we have, one of the ways we've learned to overcome that is, is we have partnered with so many local ministries downtown that um, we love this fact that we have, we have partnered with them and we have, that allows us to stay in our lane to help with utilities and with rent and mortgage and other organizations stay and help with different areas to, that we can help spread the load and spread the demand and spread the cost so all of us aren't just getting hit with the same request all the time. So that burden is big. And one thing that, that happens is, is, is our community knows that Bachelor Creek is for Wabash. And so that's one reason why you see the uptick in numbers is because they're like, oh, Bachelor Creek is there for us. They believe in us. They're there because they love us and they want to help us. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. But we've learned to partner with organizations downtown to help lighten that load. And it's just amazing to come together for our community. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about the, the increase in benevolence requests, basically every other day now, we're, we're averaging one, one request every, every other day. I think for me, as I look at challenges, it, one of the biggest blessings at Bachelor Creek is we are a multi-generational church. It's one of the things that, that I love uh, above and beyond everything else. But with that, there's some challenges, right? Because everybody has preferences. I've got preferences, they have preferences, you have preferences, and so... Uh, when you have a multi-generational church, you've got a lot of different preferences. And so I think that the challenge is, and the way that we overcome it, is that we have to stay uh, dead set and fixed on mission. Mission has got to drive all of our decisions. And uh, our preferences kind of fall into place when, when it's driven by mission. Uh, but that can, be, that can be challenging because we're, we're not, uh, there, there are a lot of churches that um, it's just kind of this demographic or this age, this stage of life. And so um, there's, there's not a lot of diversity. I think what makes uh, Bachelor Creek so strong is the unity within the diversity that we have. So that, that's, a, that's something that we're overcoming. I want to talk a little bit about community impact. You know, part of our 10-year vision is we want to leverage our influence, have a daily impact for Christ in our community and beyond. Jeff, as we talk about community impact, what are some ways that you've seen Bachelor Creek make an impact both locally and beyond? You know, we had the block party um, earlier this year, and that was awesome just to see many different backgrounds all together um, and just to show in a central location of just love to our community. Um, that was an awesome day, just fun games and feeding people and just having a good time. But then the other one was just teacher appreciation. Um, when we had our back-to-school Sunday, giving gifts to the teachers, I know there's um, some teachers that, never really came here, and they saw the love that we were pouring on them and decided to show up, and that, that's just a cool, cool aspect, and um, then, you, you know, like you said, beyond, uh, we took a group of 15 men down to Guatemala. When we were down there, we just had some stories of guys that have never stepped foot in this building outside of the meetings to go on the trip to tell them what it was all about, but then we get down there, and we start building these houses for people, and these men are seeing Jesus uh, for the first time or seeing Jesus in a way that was never about Jesus. They, uh, so just to get those men down there 
and uh, do that. That's the that's the beyond, but that's what we're doing here. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> there is something that happens when you get people away and you go on a trip. What is it about, especially like these mission trips where guys get away and it's it feels like they open up more and they're just more receptive to what's God God's doing. What, what is it about those trips? You get down on those trips, you strip everything away. You have no American culture. You have everything is new when you get down there. Everything is new. Uh, interactions are new. Uh, culture's new. Um, and you and you take all that away. Responsibilities. We had one guy. He's like, man, I, I, uh, my blood pressure medicine. And I haven't had to take it because I'm so calm down here without all the stresses of everything. But he's like, but here we are sweating yeah. every day, working on this house, trying to build these houses for for people. And when you get down there, you have a common goal, and you end up in a small group. And at that point, those men are real. They're they're saying things and. And opening up, but that's your opportunity to show Jesus to people that you you never had to say a word. Um, your your interaction by your smile, the 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 joy that you bring just by being there, joking with your friends and and stuff, um, is awesome. So you, you strip everything away, you get real, and then to see Jesus in a whole different way. Because our yeah. culture is one way um, that we display Jesus, but you get down there and you see, man, He is working in so many different ways. That whether you've never heard the name of Jesus or you've been around Jesus forever, it is so different to see um, just what he's doing in a different culture. In January of, of 22, we introduced this idea of four, and four kind of has become a rallying cry uh, for, for Bachelor Creek. And it, it felt like we were kind of slow out of the gate a little bit, that we kind of <laughs> tripped in 2022 of, of really understanding. But, but I feel like in 2023, as a church, we fully embraced being for Wabash and beyond. Ryan, how, how did you see that happen this past year? Oh, man, I tell you, for me, uh, it's just watching um, our people becoming for what God is for, right? Um, and God is for you. He's for me. He's for us. And uh, if God is for us, who could be against us, right? Um, I love what it says in Galatians 6.10. It says, it says, therefore, as we have opportunity to let us do good to all people, right, to all people. And uh, I, I'm going to go back again and talk about this spring when we, when we built the walls for the Habitat House. You know, we're coming together. We're, we're, we're being for our community by building, the, building this house. And, and just thinking of the impact that that made in that family's life, um, it just reminds me of just this past week how, uh, uh, well, maybe a week ago or so, how I was walking through Walmart and, and I ran into the owner of the house that's receiving the, the Habitat house. And, um, man, she runs up to me and gives me a big old hug. And, and I have a good relationship with her now. And just, just knowing how, how much this matters to her just shows the greatest example of how we are for somebody. Mm. Because God is for her and her family through us. Because we loved her, and we love that family. And, and I look for a long relationship with her. Yeah. And, and that's all because of you guys who do what you do through Bachelor Creek. Part of today is celebrating God's faithfulness, that God has been faithful. And so I'd love for us to think how God has been faithful in our own lives and how God has been faithful within our church in 2023. Uh, 
Jeff, as you think about your own life personally, how have you seen God's faithfulness? So we get into this whole, the Leslie family just got into foster care about a year and a half ago, and we've had different placements, but just that faithfulness in trusting God that you're going to be strong enough, um, your family's going to be strong enough, and the willingness to be there and, and step up and just his faithfulness and bringing the right kids to you, and then the really hard part, if any of you guys have done that, is knowing that you're training these children up to leave your house. Like, you're, you're just filling a gap. So trusting that God is going to renew the home that they have to go back to, having a home where, you know, there's going to be an adoptive family and doing that. So seeing the faithfulness there of just, hey, man, we got to trust that you, you have this. You have this in control and then, uh, not to point them out, but I'm going to point them out, then the faithfulness in my own family with my kids and the way they have stepped up and have, for lack of a better term, bought into the fact that this is where we're supposed to be, this is what we're called to do, yeah. and seeing them step up to change diapers <laughs> and all this <laughs> other stuff. And um, it's just been amazing to watch my family grow. And so just those things, knowing that God has this in the midst of, um, the craziness of bringing new people into your house that you're learning them, they're learning you, and um, it's not the easiest venture in the whole world. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, on behalf of your church, thank you for following God's calling and God's leading in, in your life, and uh, it's, it's awesome to see what God's doing and how God is providing and um, how He's using your family to meet some real needs. And, and to add on that, like the church family stepping up in these times, not just with us, we've seen other foster families where this church and the Big C Church has stepped up to fill some of these gaps because you immediately get children in your home and you don't have diapers and, and all this other stuff. And uh, some of the stuff Taylor's doing just with meals and other things are just huge. It's things you don't think about um, that people need and uh, this congregation stepping up for us, but I've also seen it with very uh, a lot of other other people too. So that faithfulness too, and just yeah. knowing that the God that God will provide for you in those times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taylor, how have you seen God's faithfulness in your life? Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I'm kind of a wreck of a parent. Um, I'm super thankful that we have children, but I tell Ruby, my oldest, like, you're my trial child. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm growing as you grow. And so this last year, um, I think it, I was just reminded of God's faithfulness in the fact that when you stay consistent, when you keep putting people around your children who love Jesus, they're gonna, it's gonna rub off on them. And so um, specifically this spring, uh, Ruby went to Camp Kid Jam. Ruby's my nine-year-old, Ben and I's nine-year-old. And uh, she, they were asking everyone like, what's your next step with Jesus? And she went to Adrian and she said, I think I'm ready to be baptized. And so I was thankful that she didn't come to me first. She came to the people that are influencing her on the regular. Like it matters who your kids are around. And um, so I'm thankful for the church and they presented those opportunities. And then she, she came to us and we went through a booklet together and then she was baptized. And so in that, I just see the faithfulness of God. My faith is grown so much through my children's faith and as they're growing and learning. And so, um, 
I'm just thankful for when I see mature, older believers investing in me, investing in our kiddos. Uh, it, like, it matters, and every little impact um, that you have on our kids' lives, just, it just matters, and I'm just so thankful. Well, that, that goes into, again, speaking to the, the multi-generational impact of this church. And as we think about um, different ages contributing to the strength of Bachelor Creek, I'd love to hear how we've seen that happen in, in this past year. So, Jeff, how have you seen different ages kind of come together to strengthen and make, make Bachelor Creek a, a much stronger church? Um, well, you look at all the young kids that are out there now, um, and the way uh, down to the nursery, I mean, we have junior hires and high schoolers stepping up, and then we have the Reconnect ministry stepping up, and they're leading uh, small groups, and they're, they're <laughs> on the floor playing with kids, and um, just... A lot of these high schoolers have stepped up to do tech with Tyler and, um, you know, do the dance team and all this other stuff. So to see from the, the young to the old step up and make things happen is really, really a cool thing. And that just speaks well of, of this church, I think. Yeah. It, it's neat to see the next generation have those serving opportunities and not to treat them as less than because they're not fully developed, you know, and they're going to make some mistakes along the way, but, but that's just, we're, we're giving them responsibility and showing them uh, what it's like to serve in ministry. And, and on the flip side, what, what just warms my heart is when I see mature believers in our congregation step in and serve the next generation. I love uh, seeing like Nancy Crum and Rod Merrick get down on their hands and knees with the kids in Tiny Town and serve faithfully week in and week out. I love seeing a couple of our elders, Stan Leland and Stan Wilmert, lead elementary small groups uh, in, in Upstreet, and it just shows that, you know, we say that we raise up the next generation. It's not just something we put on the wall. This is, this is truly, truly who we are. Uh, Taylor, what would you say? I, I know that you work with um, the 18 to 25 with, with David. How have you seen specifically that age group? Yeah, so on Sunday evenings... I show up as often as I can. David's the consistent leader there. But um, he leads the 18 to 25s. And so I love to go and just see how they're growing and just be inspired by them. But there's a couple of them like Derek and McKenna Waymeyer or uh, Molly and Madeline Daisy. I see them here on Sunday mornings. I see them serving on teams over and over and over again. And then they show up for a small group on a Sunday night and they're ready to grow. They're ready to inspire others. They're ready to encourage each other. They're um, ready to say, this is what I'm struggling with. Like, help me here. And so it's just really cool cool to see our young adults serving and then also um, just being poured into. Yeah. Ryan, you mentioned the Habitat build that we had here, and I think what made that event extra special was the multi-generational participation. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's, uh, just imagine with me, all right, imagine with me, a six-year-old little gentleman over here and a 70-year-old person over here, I'll be nice, um, and then a whole bunch in between, college-age kids, high school kids, um, middle-aged kids, or adults, it's okay. whatever you want to call us, um, and just everybody in between, right? Um, coming together on a Saturday morning when they could have been doing a whole bunch of other stuff, right? But they came together, found something to do in the midst of a lot of us out there building walls for this Habitat house. Six years old through 70-year-old and everybody in between. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting to me. Yeah, that's awesome. 
We've spent some time looking back at 2023, and the time that we have left, I want to look ahead to 2024. Uh, as, as you look ahead, Jeff, what are some hopes, what are some aspirations you have for our church in the new year? I go back to the baptisms. Like, that equals change lives. Um, just to see more baptisms than 39, um, that's, I mean, it's why we come to church. It's why we come to church is to change lives. We come here. Um, if you're a mature believer, you come here. Iron sharpens iron. We want to we wanna sharpen each other. So when we leave this building, we're ready to share Jesus with people. And the baptisms equal that, um, equal change lives. To hear more stories of um, people growing in their faith and, and stepping out on faith to, to do things like mission trips that they've never stepped up to, to do before. It's out of their comfort zone to do those type of things, um, just to see life change. And, I mean, we're put on this earth to glorify him, and um, anything that does that is what I'm looking forward to. So Yeah. Yeah, amen. Taylor, what would you say are some hopes and aspirations you have for Bachelor Creek this, this new year? Yeah, I think for me it's just uh, equipping and inspiring individuals to use your God-given gifts and abilities. Like, I, every time I meet someone, it's like, they're so unique, and they have so many different gifts and talents, and it's because God gave them that. And so in 2024, I just really want the church to be unleashed to just grow and move and do and serve and lead in ways that we aren't doing yet. Um, and I'm excited for, to continue to meet people, to, for God to continue to place people on my heart. And, you know, it's crazy when somebody will say, hey, I've been praying about this. And I'm like, you have? That's really cool because I think that's something we need. And it's just cool. That's even how, like, the CARES team and the mental health team, all of those things are because people are stepping up because they realize that here's a need that I can meet and here's what I'm good at. And that's awesome because God gave you that gift. And so that's what I'm excited about for next year. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? Hopes and aspirations for our church in the new year? Oh, man, for me, uh, it's a lot of what these, what Taylor and Jeff just said. And that's, I, I just long for people to experience Jesus on a deeper level. Um, that's something that just is, it just, uh, I long for that in my heart, in my own personal walk, and I, it, I long for that in, in, in just, in God's people in general. Yeah. Um, I just want people to be, experience Him deeper than they could ever imagine. And some of those opportunities uh, would be as, like, going through next and just understanding, like, really what God has in store for, for us as our next step, um, because we all have a next step. And then things like, you know, how can I, how can I serve? How can I, how can I get involved in a four-day? And how can I go on a mission trip? And, and um, just what are some opportunities that I can do to experience Jesus on a deeper level? Yeah. So what, one more question as, as we wrap up our time together. I uh, want to ask, what are some, some words of encouragement? What are some advice that, that you would give to our con congregation as we enter in a new year? Jeff, we'll start with you. Something that uh, we try to do, and um, it's just in the morning and in the evening, start the morning off with where can I see God today? Um, and then just to be uh, aware of the things that he's doing uh, through his people, um, and what opportunity do I have to share Jesus? Whether I, I speak a word or I don't, how can I share Jesus today? Um, and then before you go to bed, where did I see Jesus did I see Jesus in smiling faces? Did I see Jesus in the acts of others? Did I share Jesus today? And if not, how can I be better tomorrow? Taylor, what, what advice, what encouragement would you offer to our congregation as we head into a new year? 
Yeah, so one of my life mottos is live with intention or exist by default. And I think all of us know that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. We have no idea what the future holds. Um, but I think that in the moment, we can be intentional. We can live with intention. And so my encouragement to you is to be faithful in the little things, live with intention, and just love other people really well. Ryan, what do you got? Learn something new. Learn something new in 2024. Uh, if you know me well, um, you know I like change. I like to, to make things and tweak things and try to learn things and make things a little bit better and, and, and always push myself to be better. So I encourage you to learn something new in 2024. Um, we, we are created in the image of God, and He is the creator. So we are creators, right? So I want you to learn in 2024. Because if you're, if you're not learning, you're not changing. And if you're not changing, you're falling behind. Yeah. So learn something new in 2024. I'll leave you with something real simple, real quick. Look back and thank God. Look ahead and trust God. Look back and thank God. Look ahead and trust God. I think that's, that's good for all of us as we head into a new year. Mm -hmm. And as we kind of wrap up our time together this morning, we've asked Ted Little, one of our elders, uh, to lead us in a New Year's prayer as we head into the new year. Ted, would you pray for us? I would first say, um, you know, we've talked about challenges that each of us have had this past year. But beyond those challenges, I sincerely believe each of us have been sincerely blessed. And I would like to say that as I look forward to next year, my prayer for our church family, and that means every one of us, is that we look beyond where our eyes can see, that we trust God, and that we lean into Him more than ever before. Would you please join me in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, as we stand on the threshold of a new year, we come before you with hearts full of anticipation and gratitude. We thank you for the gift of life, for the journey that has brought us to this moment. Lord, we acknowledge the highs and lows of this past year the joys and sorrows, the victories and challenges. Through it all, your presence has been our constant source of strength and hope. As we welcome this new year, we place it in your capable hands. We trust in your plan and purpose for our lives, knowing that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We pray for your guidance in the coming year Lead us in the paths of righteousness and wisdom. Help us to discern your will in all that we do and walk in obedience to your word. Fill our hearts with hope, joy, and peace. May your love and grace shine brightly in our lives and be a source of light in a world that often needs it. Lord, grant us the courage to face the unknown with faith and trust. In times of uncertainty, Remind us that you are our anchor, our refuge, and our strength. We thank you for the lessons and blessings of the past and look forward to the opportunities and adventures that the future holds. May we use our time, talents, and resources to bring glory to your name and to be a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus, we welcome the new year with open hearts, renewed faith, in the confidence that you will be with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen.